This is a HeadGum Original. That wasn't good. That it wasn't was perfect. Good. It was amazing. Lauren and I, ooh baby, we are so excited to share that our newcomer season six finale will be a live stream event. We finally figured out what it was and we're celebrating our journey through Gotham City on Thursday, March 28th at 5 p.m. Pacific time. Join us and very special guests, Taryn Killam and Bobby Moynihan for a fun and unforgettable Batman-themed improv show you won't want to miss. Get your tickets now at moment.co slash newcomers. That's moment.co slash newcomers. And it'll be available for seven days following the live stream. So if you can't watch it live, get your tickets anyway and watch it on your own time. We'll see you there. Yeah. Across this nation, the words Gotham City are synonymous with crime. Our streets are overrun, our public officials are helpless. What are you? I'm Batman. I'm reading your stuff. I'm Vicki Vale. Vicki Vale, yeah, yeah, photographer. What brings you here? You just see some of the wildlife. Who are you? Oh, sorry, Bruce Wayne. And what do you do for a living? My life is really complex. Every punk in this town is scared of Batman. Not for the night time, there is no bat. If there were, we would find him, we would arrest him. Who is this guy? You freak. Wait till you get a load of me. An enema. A lot of people think you're as dangerous as the Joker. Okay. I think your friend Wayne is really screwed up. His parents were murdered in that house. <laughs> I have given a name to my pain. Batman. He's out there right now. I've got to go to work. If you gotta go. Go with the <laughs> You ever dance with the devil in the pale moonlight? And I'm 
Lauren Lapkus, and this season we are covering the Batman movies. Yes, this is the second episode of the sixth season. We're working our way through these movies within the Batman universe with the help of fellow newcomers, super fans, and sometimes people who have contributed to the universe. And this season is going to be 14 episodes culminating in a very <gasps> exciting <gasps> live stream episode where anything wait. can happen and it's live. <laughs> We're going to cover as much as we can get to to overview you know, the franchise. We're not going yes. to be able to get to everything. No. It's, it's too a, much. Yeah, there's just too, too dense. much. Too, it's too dense. But today we are going to be discussing the 1989 Batman starring Michael Keaton. Mm-hmm. Batman is available with a subscription to Max, Hulu, Prime Video. But if you want to give somebody money, Apple TV+, Google Play, and Vidoo. And we're going to spoil the shit out of this. But we are so excited for our guest today. Ooh, baby. Our guest is an actor, comedian, writer, producer, director, and singer... You've probably seen him on SNL, How I Met Your Mother, New Girl, or maybe even in the Broadway production of Hamilton. It's Taryn Killam. Hi, my friends. Hi, hi, hi. Oh, my gosh. Such a newcomers fan. So honored to be (laughs) on this, the most important season of your lives. It does feel really important. Yes, because people seem to really love Batman. I think they do. I I, wait. I need to talk about Hamilton. Yes, that's what I want to talk about. Sure. Was that the most amazing? I feel like that was the most perfect role for you yeah, in the world. So fucking good. Yeah, I think yes. It was I felt like a contest winner. Um <laughs> it was at that point, you know, everybody's favorite thing in the world. Like this is a, this is a true story on the 6 years I was on SNL. The total request for tickets for that show was fewer in those six years than the three months I did Hamilton. That Does that make sense? Crazy. Meaning that people Wild. crawling yes. out of the woodwork, like, like everybody, <laughs> everyone's like, "Hey, trying to get Hamilton tickets." Yeah. And a lot of people try to get SNL, you know, like one or two. But this was overwhelming to the point of like delete, you know, blocking emails. It was people loved it, and I and <laughs> I, I love doing love it. That. And that blocking that email. passion, <laughs> that passion for the show certainly informed like my experience in terms of like the pressure the stress of just like you know pull your weight dude yeah Um, (laughs) and it was truly one of the most rewarding and 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 thrilling professional experiences of my life second only maybe to this yeah well obviously we knew that was important this podcast (laughs) this is is good this is well yes this this movie that we're about to talk about for the very first time um, <laughs> is 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 truly the movie that made me want to do showbiz. To me, like that was, makes sense. I think like yeah. I, what I loved, I loved all the characters and how like, I just I like Tim Burton's style and everything. Yeah. And I think watching this as a kid, it gives you that feeling of like, wow, like adults get to have a really cool job. Like if you do this for a living, it's so cool. Yes. What I'm doing in the backyard as a seven-year-old child, these people are doing like full throttle (laughs) with a huge budget, like making magic seem real. That is funny because that's literally what we do, what children do. We play pretend and get paid money. (laughs) Yeah. It's insane. It's wild. When you think about acting, sometimes it makes me like sick. Like when I think about like walking up to someone in a scene and being like, why would you do that? And like, we're all, you know, we're all like like, being like really intense. You're trying to get there. And what can I do to get there? And it's like, oh, no. Cringy. Or like someone puts a fake nose on you and you're like, what? Yeah. Yeah. What is this? Especially like after a take or after performance where like that was that was good. You found it. That's where I really self-check and go like. 
I found playing yeah. like uh, like a I found playing a seventy eight year old man in an improv who doesn't know what bananas are. <laughs> hey, that's and a good it's, scene. It's a great and scene. It's, it's, and it kills. It's slaughtered. It's slaughtered. See, I feel it sides more were during... split like a peel. I feel it more during like a dramatic scene that I feel like I didn't nail, uh-huh. and then I'm like, well, that's really rough. Oh, really? <laughs> I'm like, I really tried to do I, that. I tried really and hard, I and I don't that. know how to be serious. I don't serious. think I got that. <laughs> I was earnest in that take. Yeah. I was earnest in that attempt. That's hard. But Very also, vulnerable right now. I did a voiceover where I played an elephant, and they were like, can you give us like elephant effort noises? And it was like very early in my career, and I was like, yes. And they're like, go for it. And I was like, I'm sorry, what noises do elephants make? And they were like, you know, like, <laughs> Wait, I literally oh had this my. happen recently really? with being a chicken who's <gasps> about to laugh it was supposed to be a chicken noise into laughter could not could not do it i don't know oh, God. <laughs> that's, just, that's an insane request and i that's tried hard. i tried to practice in the car and i was like i have to die now like this is like so <laughs> it's not cool um, um okay well tell us really quickly yes. what is your relationship with with batman we do we can yeah. talk about acting all day but yeah 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 um uh, batman like comic books superhero stuff died in the wall like from first memories those were my important stories important characters but it was always very bright and colorful in the comic books and that and this movie batman 89 Burton Keaton's Batman like was the first time that made it feel real because there have uh-huh. been Superman movies right like there'd been the Christopher Reeve Superman like oh. and those are impressive and great but there's something about Superman that's like too fantastic he's an alien and he can fly and he never gets hurt and it's it's such fantasy this movie was like not only is Batman a real dude with exceptional skill but he might actually exist like he's no yeah. longer Adam Ooh. West in pajamas. <laughs> he is a real man with a bulletproof black rubber suit and he will <laughs> he will appear through fog on Gotham City rooftops and uh, and right wrongs and I like that. Um, I like that too. I love it. I love this movie. I love it. It was fun going back and watching it cuz like it held up and there was there was stuff that like I didn't necessarily pick up on the first time, you know, I, like every 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 rewatch it reveals something new for me. Yeah, I had seen it as a kid, but then um, this was my first time watching it as an adult, I think. And it was really I mean, I just thought it was really fun. And I was very engaged the whole time. Nicole, I don't know. Was not engaged okay. for <laughs> 82 percent of the time. Uh-huh, I did uh-huh. find That's OK, because this be came hot. out in 89. <laughs> oh, there we go. That's why. No, that that's why. It. Only. <laughs> I don't know. It was just like kind of slow. I didn't like mm. Jack Nicholson too too much. Yeah. Mm. Uh, yeah. Mm. It was just so Terrence having a hard time processing. I know. I'm really sorry. I'm okay. <laughs> I know what I signed up for. I know what I signed up for. I'm like I said. I'm an avid listener. The fast season, uh, in my opinion, is flawless. Because, uh, I'm a right, huge. Gaslit myself. I thought I'd seen every <laughs> single movie, and truly, the second movie, I was like, I've never seen this in my yeah. life. Yeah, yeah. I'd seen nobody one needs and to five. see that one. <laughs> I feel like they're all the same thing. But no, I'm okay, sorry. Fair enough. No, Whoa, they're distinct I'm about to get and important. Down yes. right now, they're distinct <laughs> and important, and they're cinema. Yes, thank all you. Right, I respect everything that's happening here. Um, eat it, Scorsese. <laughs> eat it. 
You could never, Scorsese. You could never fast really or couldn't. furious. He really couldn't. Scorsese. <laughs> I like how you're saying that. Scorsese. Scorsese wishes. <laughs> okay, well, let's take a quick break, and we're going to jump deep into deep, this Deep, 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 deep. Did you know nearly 75% of people have subscriptions they've forgotten about? Before I started using Rocket Money, I thought I had about, I don't know, 10 subscriptions. I could not believe it when they showed me I was actually paying for 15 subscriptions each month. Between streaming services, fitness apps, delivery services, it's never ending. So thanks to Rocket Money, I'm no longer wasting money on the ones that I forgot about. Cringe. Rocket Money is a personal finance app that finds and cancels your unwanted subscriptions, monitors your spending, and helps lower your bills so you can grow your savings. With Rocket Money, I have full control over my subscriptions and a clear view of my expenses. I can see all of my subscriptions in one place, and if I see something I don't want, Rocket Money can help me cancel it with a few taps. I love how the dashboard shows me this month's spending compared to last month so I can see my spending habits, and plus it'll help me create a custom budget and keep my spending on track. Rocket Money will even try to negotiate lower bills for you by up to 20%. All you have to do is submit a picture of your bill and Rocket Money takes care of the rest. They'll deal with customer service for you. Isn't that amazing? Rocket Money has over 5 million users and has saved a total of $500 million in canceled subscriptions, saving members up to $740 a year when using all of the app's features. Stop wasting money on things you don't use. Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com newcomers. There's something magical about unboxing. When you unbox BritBox, you uncover a world of British entertainment. Stream the UK's most brilliant series, including new and upcoming seasons of Shetland, Father Brown and Death in Paradise. Plus new originals like Payback, Irvin Welsh's Crime and Archie, the story of Hollywood's greatest leading man, Cary Grant. Unbox BritBox and escape to the best of British TV. Stream with a free trial at BritBox.com. Um, okay, so this movie was written by Sam Ham. <laughs> I'm honestly so happy for him. What a great name. And Warren Sakrin? Sa- it should be Warren Scorin because it's like yeah. Sam Ham and Warren Scorin. Yeah, Warren really <laughs> fucked that up. Yeah. Directed by Tim Burton, released June 19th, 1989. We're going to deep dive into this plot of this film and break it down for you guys. And we really want to thank the Batman Fandom Wiki <laughs> for the help with this summary. We love you guys. <laughs> the movie opens in a crime-ridden Gotham City where we see two muggers attack a couple and their son. Batman Michael Keaton watches from above, then finds the muggers and beats them up, instructing them to tell all their friends about him as he jumps off the building and disappears. That was pretty funny to me because I was like, that's how you're spreading the word about yourself? Yeah, just tell them. <laughs> like, what criminals are like? You tell two friends and you tell hey, two friends. Don't rob anymore. There's a Batman. Yeah. I mean, it sounds like everyone knows about him. I feel they were talking. Yeah, they were talking about him before he got there, right? <laughs> like they, they were like, "It's the bat." They say the bat got him, and the only clarification that Batman does bring is that he's not the bat; he's Batman. <laughs> not any old bat, Batman, I'm which bat might be guy. slightly less scary now that I think about it. If I'm really, if I'm really if criticizing, was a huge this, bat. Like I would if he be... was just. there's a giant mutant bat that's just like that can sense like corrupt morality is terrifying that's scary because like that's not gonna listen to reason no this is a human being who's like maybe i could defeat this man dressed as a bat yeah but a 
genetically modified gigantic bat? No. No, thank you. How did it happen? <laughs> okay, meanwhile, we see that a new district attorney, Harvey Dent, played by Billy D. Williams, has been sworn in a big fla- in, in a big flashy ceremony. His mission is to clean up the city of crime, in particular to protect them from crime bro- boss Carl Grissom. Jack Napier, played by Jack Nicholson, who's Grissom's hitman, watches the event on TV along with Alicia, Jerry Hall, who it turns out is in fact Grissom's mistress. Napier makes it clear he isn't afraid of either of them. Now, I'm watching this and I really it became clear how much I didn't know about this because I was like, I thought he was Joker. And then (laughs) I literally was like, when does his face get Joker? I didn't. Which one? Jack Nicholson. Yeah, like we see him regular. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Right. I was also confused. I was like, why? No, because then but I was they, like, oh. They tip it when he's playing with his cards. He holds up the Joker. There's some decent I, foreshadowing no, there. No, no. Yeah. Like I knew he still was Joker, but I was going, yeah. oh, when does he yeah. put on the makeup? Like, I didn't it's understand. It's an origin story. <laughs> well, this we is, didn't know that there was going to be a backstory a, to him. <laughs> also, yes. I was like, why does he watch TV with the TV on the floor? <laughs> who does that yeah that really I was like this is sick a yeah. joker yeah <laughs> the real joke he's just a, a weird a, guy a yeah. well I mean Jack Nicholson's like uh, connection to this film is fascinating because he got like the biggest payday ever because they gave him back end points so oh. he made something like 50 million dollars he was like what Robert Downey Jr. is to Iron Man, he was to this Batman franchise. Because I think shit. he still sees some sort of percentage from all future iterations of Joker. <gasps> oh my God. And like, there's that a fun never s- happens. That, <laughs> but they, they pressured Jack. They wanted Jack and he kept saying no. So they offered it to Robin Williams to get under Jack Nicholson's skin. Just to fuck with him. Just to fuck with him. And then Jack came back and was like, all right, I'll do it. And Robin, <laughs> Robin was like heartbroken. Oh, Robin was crushed. That fucking sucks. Isn't that that's brutal? So sad. That's so that's brutal. so shitty. The I, only equivalent I have in my life is like when I audition for something and I think I have a chance, and then a celebrity gets it, and I'm like, they never even they wanted didn't it. want me. Right? <laughs> they didn't I was want a, me at all. I was but a pawn. Yeah. Mine sadder. It'll just be another fat black woman who looks pretty much like me, who's at the same <laughs> level as me, and I go, I guess I wasn't good enough. <laughs> This is, am I? I guess any way you slice it, we're all getting rejected at some point. Mm. <laughs> um, Alex, uh, Alexander Knox, Robble Wool. Rober. Robert. I think it's Robert. It's gotta be Robert. It's gotta be Robert. Okay, okay, <laughs> Batman fandom wiki. It's Arliss. Did you guys do a season on Arliss already? Did I miss that one? No, no, wait, wait. You no, haven't done no. Newcomers Arliss yet? We need to do Newcomers Arliss. Wait, it's I've Robert, never, right? I've never seen Robert Wool, yes. Arliss. It says, it, says it says Robble, Robber, Robber Wool. Was and it, I said Robble, written by Robble the Hamburglar? <laughs> The Robble Robble. Oh Robert. my God, Robert Wool. <laughs> a journalist who's trying to get answers about the supposed vigilante known as Batman meets photojournalist Vicki Vale, Kim Basinger, who is intrigued by the Batman mystery and is going to help him find out who this guy really is. They attend a benefit at Bruce Wayne's estate. They briefly meet Bruce Wayne, and he's soon pulled away by Alfred, who ushers him into the Batcave. There, Bruce watches a tape of Commissioner Gordon talking to a police officer about the raid about a raid on Axis Chemicals. Okay, Kim Basinger, beautiful, also looks a lot like Jerry, Jerry Hall. Hall. Yes, mm-hmm. I found that a little For confusing. A hot second, I said these are different women. <laughs> yeah, and then I was like Nicole. I know two blondes can be in a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it was Barbie. Barbie, now the highest grossing picture of all time for Warner Brothers. Yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, but are there even two blondes in Barbie? Listen, still haven't seen it. Okay, you gotta get on that. <laughs> I know. Everyone has seen it already. There's no one to go with. Why don't we do Newcomers Barbie? We'll watch all those like straight to DVD, <laughs> like, like cartoons for kids. Barbie I mean, the we Magical could. Mermaid, Barbie yeah. Life in the Dream House. Yeah. So you're familiar. Jared's I know very familiar. I'll, I'll sign up. You're gonna I'll be back. Up. I have yeah. two daughters who are well versed in the Barbie series. <laughs> They're all those like computer movies where yes. it looks like a computer game. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and and to be watch? honest, no, I just know. <laughs> that TV show is called Barbie Life in the Dream House. It's pretty funny. Okay. <laughs> There's some I'm good glad. bits. Really There's funny. some good bits. Okay, then our season will be good. Um, so After Griffin, Arliss. <laughs> yeah, Arliss, Arliss. I don't know what Arliss I is. I just looked it up actually because of this, where I was like, I know that guy. I know he's on Arliss. I don't know what that means. And then I was like, I think he's a sports manager. It turns out he's yes, a sports he's agent. He's an agent. On the show yes. Okay. I don't know how I knew any of that, but yeah. Um, that was a long, pretty long running show. It was on like, HBO? Yeah. Yes. So I do know something. Yeah, see? <laughs> okay. Grissom orders Jack Napier and his men to go to Axis Chemicals and destroy any evidence connecting their gang to the chemical company. But when he gets there, Napier realizes they've been set up by Grissom and he finds himself in a shootout with Lieutenant Eckhart, a corrupt cop working for Grissom. Commissioner Gordon then interrupts Eckhart's bust and tells the policeman to take Napier alive. Next, Batman appears and takes out Napier's men one by one. Napier kills Lieutenant Eckhart just before he can escape, but then gets into it with Batman, who blocks a bullet Napier fires at him with his glove. The bullet ricochets and rips through Napier's face, and though Batman tries to rescue him, Napier falls into a vat of chemicals and is dumped into the river. Which is a real bummer. <laughs> and But Batman, I, I, it didn't seem like he was trying that hard to save him. No, no. <laughs> No. So when I when I showed this movie to my children uh, with the preface of like, this is a very important movie to dad, so be gentle. Um, my the quote of the night was from my younger daughter, who was six at the time. And she said, you know what I like about Batman? He has no rush. <laughs> and I thought that that was the most astute observation of this Batman in particular, because to your point, he's not he's not moving with speed or whatever, you know, but no. he is very elusive. Yeah. But yeah. he is he is a very straight posture. Yeah, very, very, you know, very keeping that cape close to his body. He's just he's got no rush. So I think like I want to say that it was a totally creative choice, but I do think the limited mobility really informed the way the Batman moves yeah. through the shadows. <laughs> yeah. I, yeah, I agree. Yeah. Tough to move in that little rubber suit. I tough, wonder if that affected the tone because it's like he's so stoic. Like if he was doing more goofy little moves. Mm -hmm. might... Yeah, yeah, yeah. It'd be a little more distracting. Yeah. I mean, not to get too far ahead of it, but like you'll work your way up to the Batman, which is the most recent Batman movie. And like he's as mobile as all get out. He's just basically got elbow pads and knee pads. But my problem with that movie is like one of the opening lines is they think I'm in the shadows, but I am the shadow. And for the rest of the movie, he just knocks on the front door of every building he walks into. <laughs> and it's like, well, it's not as sneaky and as cool as, as Keaton's Batman, who appears and reappears. Yeah. Because he has no rush. You can't yeah. knock on the door. Yeah, you can't just <laughs> knock on the door and say, hey, I'm a bat. I'm Batman here. should walk on a knock on a door, unless it's Batman 66. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so the following night, Bruce and Vicky have dinner in his mansion. This is wild. The night starts out a little formal and awkward. Then the two move downstairs to have dinner with Alfred to get to know each other and eventually spend the night together. So they're having soup across, across the longest the table. Across the longest table. And... Batman doesn't seem to think this is weird. No. 
And well, I was like, Batman, it's Bruce Wayne. I mean, Bruce doesn't think it's weird. And at that point, I was like, is Bruce maybe? And this is not a knock to people on the spectrum. I'm a, I'm spectrum me. Is he on the spectrum? <laughs> he had he did not take any any like he, there was no there was no weirdness to him at all that she was so far away. Yeah. It was a date. It's clearly not getting romantic no. at that level. And they're eating soup, which I just think is kind not of a weird sexy. choice. But that's, we don't, that soup? it feels like an appetizer. It feels like a, like an amuse bouche of sorts. Yeah, 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 yeah. I don't You're know that that's the it. full meal. But he does say she's like, do you, you know, do you like this new room? And he goes, yeah. And he's like, I don't think I've ever been in here. And then later she says, you know, this house it doesn't feel like you. And he says, some of it is very much me. And he's alluding, he, you know, because the who he is, he is Batman, he's and yeah. Bruce Wayne is the facade. Yeah. Okay. I liked when they moved and they were sitting in the in the. Okay. <laughs> I liked what you said. I was like, yeah, yeah. that is yeah. that is nice. I was like, you really thought gentle, about this movie. A gentle surrender is no. It's very honestly, that's that's most of what this podcast is. Yeah, just us going. Oh, okay. okay. I'm happy for you. Um, I'm happy like it makes that. you happy. No, I like that. Um, <laughs> but I liked when they moved into into Alfred's quarters and they yes. had their soup at his little table. <laughs> it was cute. And then I was like, yeah, Alfred is more of family than a butler. And it's helpful to have a third wheel on a first date to kind of like have casual <laughs> conversation. Yeah. yeah. I always yeah, like to invite a friend up. on my dates. <laughs> <laughs> I like to invite the oldest friend I have. <laughs> <laughs> so Napier, in the meantime, is not dead, but horribly disfigured by the chemicals he's fallen into, leaving him with chalk white skin, bright green hair, and a permanent red grin. This tra- I loved the grin, personally. Yes. Yeah. It was cool. The transformation has driven him completely insane. Calling himself the Joker, he kills Grissom and takes over his criminal empire. His first scheme is to spread terror in the city by creating hygiene products laced with a deadly chemical known as Smilex that kills its victims by hysterical laughter. Following the death of a news anchor on air, the city becomes paralyzed with fear. I like that scene. That was pretty funny, but also scary. I was like, imagine being there and like being like, oh, my friend's having a good time telling yeah. the news. And they're like, oh, shit, she's dead. And the way when they're dead, they have the smile. Yeah. I like that. The, was, I mean, the newscaster lady like laughing in the middle of the broadcast. And you yeah. don't really know what's going on. So great. Yeah, I know. So great. And I felt I also thought that was very creepy that they don't know how the thing is getting to mm-hmm. every, like, how this how this mm-hmm. smilex is like. Yeah. Transmitted. It, I got to say, it is a very good villain move. Yeah. It was very sneaky. Yeah. Um, and I thought that, that was a very fun cameo type role to have as an actor, like to be like the person mm-hmm. who just like gets killed by just, the Joker. You just and, giggle. Yeah. I could have done that. I could do that. Next, the Joker then sets up a trap at the Flugelen Museum for Vicky. Mm-hmm. Nailed it. With, <laughs> with, I shouldn't have said nailed it to you. I'm sorry. It's okay. It's part of the zeitgeist. <laughs> I don't mind it at all. Okay, keep it. I'll keep it. (laughs) Um, So with whom he's become smitten while his gang destroys all the art around them. The Joker then tries to disfigure Vicky by spraying her with acid, which is so rude. But Vicky douses him with water. And I don't think that's a, a, a thing to fight acid, but I'm not a scientist. Yeah. Just then, Batman crashes through the museum ceiling, grabs Vicky, and escapes with her. Then he gives her the secret of the Joker's chemical combinations and asks her to take it to the press. The Joker, even more furious with Batman, vows to eliminate the mysterious vigilante for interfering with his plans. Uh, I mean, this scene was scary to me, yeah. where she doesn't know what's going on, and then he shows up. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. I and um, and the th- sort of fear of like her 
face getting ruined, yeah. which I just didn't want to she's so pretty. <laughs> she's also, pretty his lady. look, when she throws the water and the, and the pancake makeup's melting down, it's like terrifying. I thought it yeah, was really it was pretty genius creepy. when he paints over it with like skin tone. Yeah. And I yeah. thought it was wiped off, but it was like that was actually the part that wipes off. And it's like yes. the white. It was very clever. It was mm-hmm. clever. When yeah. he was in the skin tone color, I was like, did we paint him slightly too dark? <laughs> <laughs> Danger. The, Danger. The prosthetics are also okay. much creepier <laughs> yes. when he, when is, he is, is skin tone. A flush tone. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't like that part. Yeah. <laughs> Later, upon Alfred's insistence, Bruce goes to Vicky's apartment to confess his secret identity as Batman. Now, why is he jumping into this? Uh, Before knows? he can do that, the Joker interrupts them, barging in and admonishing Vicky for taking off with Batman. When the Joker spots Bruce in the apartment, he taunts him, asking, Have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? And then shoots him. The Joker takes off, but when Vicky rushes to Bruce's side, she finds he's gone, leaving only the silver platter that he had used to block the Joker's bullet. Tricky, tricky. How did that happen? Very Smart. tricky. And I feel like I'm just amazed by what he can he can uh, withstand. Yes. Also, I'm amazed by the fact that there is part of his face exposed. And I'm wondering if the head thing is bulletproof. I think any part that's made out of the suit is got some sort of bullet repellent a- aspect, yeah. but for sure, jaws jaws a weak spot. Mouth, yeah, yeah, yeah. mouth, jaws, jaws, yeah. shots. jaws That's weak. That's Batman's weakness. That's Batman's weakness. <laughs> Everybody knows that. Kryptonite for Superman. Mouth shots for Batman. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> The mayor of Gotham City comes on TV to regretfully report that Gotham City's 200th anniversary celebration has been postponed indefinitely. Just then, the Joker uh, pirates the airwaves, telling viewers that he will personally oversee the celebration and give away $20 million in cash, which is crazy. Who has that in cash? Yeah, that's wild. Like, any any person <laughs> would advise you to put something in stock. <laughs> Plus, he probably promises a confrontation with the real menace of Gotham City, Batman. Meanwhile, Knox tells Vicky about Bruce Wayne's parents, who were mugged and murdered right in front of him as a boy. He shows her a photo of Bruce as a child at the scene, and Vicky recognizes Bruce as Batman by the look on his face in the photo. Wild. She leaves to confront him at Wayne Manor. No. Wild. I've never looked at a child and been like, I know the adult that you grew up in. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's really wild. Especially you just met this guy. It's like if I saw a picture of you, I might be like, yeah, that's probably Nicole. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) But we know each other. We didn't just meet. Yeah. And if I saw you in a newspaper, I wouldn't assume it is you. (laughs) That's not, she's not clocking that he's Batman, but she just sees the young child who's suffered trauma. And that's why she followed into that mysterious alley. And now that makes sense. But I don't think that's where she's like, oh, this is the vigilante guy. No, but she thinks it's Bruce Wayne. She's like, that's him. Yeah. Or you're saying, oh, wait. But wait. she's looking through the microfiche because it's it's from a it's from a news report. It's fa- a very famous. You OK, know, so OK. So Thomas and Martha know. Wayne. Oh, when I read that, I thought, I see. Yeah, yeah. Boy, we're dumb. No, we're really great. We're smart. <laughs> OK, Bruce watches the Joker's TV appearance while looking through the files of his parents murder, which is. 
I don't know, kind of funny. As he replays <laughs> the events of that night in his mind, he remembers that one of the gunmen repeated the Joker's line, have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? And he realizes that one of his parents' murderers was a young Jack Napier slash Joker. He's so engrossed in thought that he doesn't notice that Alfred has brought Vicky into the Batcave, revealing Batman's identity as Bruce Wayne. They talk about what his job as Batman means for their relationship, but then Bruce tells her that the Joker is still out there, so he's he's got to clock in. He's got to go to work. He has to go to work. <laughs> I feel like if two evil people said to me, have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight? I would connect the dots so fast. Yes. I just feel like... I agree. There's a gun pointed at me twice. Yeah. I'm looking for similarities. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> so the parade that the Joker promised is underway in Gotham City. This was a fun scene. I like this. But it isn't long before mayhem ensues as canisters attached to the balloons start to release poisonous gas in the crowd. So this was... Now, was Prince the music? Was that what it was? Yes. yes. This oh, was so... Oh, did you not... I mean, he did a whole album. He okay, did the Bat yes. Dance. Right, right, right. And I, I know a little bit about this, but I don't really know a lot about this. He did a full concept album about Batman. Like, he wrote, like... The music in the museum is Prince. The music at the parade is Prince. And there was a very famous video, the Bat Dance, that kind of samples uh, uh, audio files from the film. And speaking of choreography, very elaborate choreography. <laughs> and Prince, half of him is is himself and half is Joker. He's sort of split down the middle. I have because never he was seen No, I've never this. seen that. Oh, it's worth, it's very worth that a watch. That sounds amazing. Wow. Well, very, this was like the most 80s thing that could happen yes. is yes. like the yes. hip hop sort of like float coming uh -huh. through with the Prince yes. music. I liked it. It was yeah, really fun. Yeah, a lot of ghetto blasters, thing. a lot of boom boxes yeah, on the yeah, shoulders. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the puffy pants. Mm -hmm. and, yes. Yeah. Uh, in his Batplane, I do love Batplane, Batcar, Batmobile. Like, it's yeah. all very fun yeah. to me. It's great branding. Solid yes. branding. Yeah, just put Bat in front just of bat. it. Just yeah. Bat. You got it. Uh, <laughs> bat shoes. Batman swoops down and grabs all of the parade balloons. And this was funny because the Joker was like, my balloons! <laughs> <laughs> Not my balloons! Uh, carrying them out towards the ocean to release them where they won't do any harm. Except Furious. for to the animals. Yeah, to the dolphins and the whales uh, and the fish We the didn't crabs. know that then. No. <laughs> no, now we do. Yeah. Furious, the Joker shoots one of his goons and sends the rest away to scare the crowd while he deals with Batman himself. The Batplane swoops down towards the remaining parade floats, shooting them and destroying them. But the Joker manages to shoot a hole in the Batplane and the aircraft crashes, landing in front of a cathedral. He doesn't just shoot one of his goons. He shoots Bob the goon. Oh. Which is very important because Bob the Goon had his own action figure and was the only figure that actually looked like almost identical to the character in the movie. Oh. And the actor who plays Bob the Goon plays Cookie, the chef, in City Slickers, also a film with Jack Palance. I don't know wow. if you guys wow. are considering, I feel you do Arliss, Barbie, and then newcomer City Slickers because that's another <laughs> we franchise. Could have I've never seen, seen it. No. <laughs> this is really, we've got a lot ahead of us. Truly. Anything can happen from this point forward. We've only seen two movies. <laughs> <laughs> so as Vicky makes her way toward the wreckage, the Joker intercepts her, taking her at gunpoint to the top of the cathedral tower. Batman, wounded but still alive, follows the Joker and Vicky up to the top of the cathedral. When Vicky spots Batman approaching, she seduces the Joker long enough to distract him. Now, we think she's about to give him a blowjob. This is wild. She's like, I like purple. It, it, that was shocking this time for sure. It's the, pretty shocking. Yeah. In this she's... in this rewatch, the two things that stood out to me I was like, oh, I never really clocked that was Robert Wool's joke about King of the Wicker People. 
I don't think I don't that ever that. landed for me before. It's just because the costume looks like it's made out of wicker. And I was like, what is wicker? Oh, he means like the furniture stuff. Oh. I didn't really connect that before. And okay. then, yeah, her sliding down and Jack's and J- Joker's face was like, oh, whoa. Yeah, he this went over seven-year-old Darren's head for sure. Yeah. And kind of yeah. didn't clock it. I've seen it a bunch of times since. But that was, yeah, that that would not fly these days, sure I feel, in a family-targeted no, audience no. film. Because also at this point, we don't really see what her plan is. No. Yeah. And so you kind of think it's like she's... Do You think she's got a plan, she's but it's like... She's anything something. to survive. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Any old thing. So, which is honestly, this would be pretty Gross. tough to complete. I don't think I would like it. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. Wait, doesn't... Doesn't the Joker disfigure his girlfriend? At some yeah, he, yes. well, yeah, that happens in the. That's, she she he shows her in the restaurant. Oh yes, the, yes, yeah. The museum, the museum. Yeah, yeah. 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 Um, that was scary. It was. Yeah. So Batman greets the Joker with the same line: "Have you ever danced with the devil in the pale moonlight?" And throws his first punch. The two fight. The brawl ends with the Joker ducking out of the way, sending Batman and Vicky tumbling over a ledge. That worried me. But a helicopter (laughs) arrives as a getaway for the Joker. He grabs on and starts to escape. Just then, Batman fires a cable at the Joker's leg, wrapping the other end around a gargoyle. The statue breaks off and pulls the Joker down, making him lose his grip and fall to his death. That was good. Yeah. (laughs) As Batman and Vicky try to pull themselves back up, the ledge breaks away and they start to fall. Batman quickly fires a cable hook up toward the tower while grabbing Vicky with the other arm. The hook catches and the two are suspended midair, safe. At a press conference, Harvey Dent reads a letter from Batman saying that Gotham has earned its rest from a wave of crime. But if evil should ever arise again, they should call him. Then Knox asks how the how Commissioner Gordon answers uh, that they'll use a bat signal and shines a spotlight with a bat signal into the sky. Vicky leaves Knox behind to continue her investigation instead of getting into a limo with Alfred and sets off for Bruce Manor. And as they drive off, we can see Batman Bruce standing Manor. on top of a building. In this, yeah, it's Wayne Manor. Bruce this, Manor. This is so, I'm just reading what the people, the good people of is the it, Batman wiki Bruce have Manor, read. Bruce I think, is a patter writer for the Oscars. Bruce Manor. Bruce Manor. <laughs> um, as they drive off, we can see Batman standing on top of a building in front of the bat signal in the night sky. And that's our movie. That's it. And, and, a, and the, thus, also a perfect that, film ends. It is perfect. <laughs> there was that moment that we didn't talk about when, um, when he's about to like carry Vicky out of the way. Oh, yeah. He's like, "How much, How do, much you weigh? do you weigh? One hundred and eight. Yes. And then he goes like, "A little more than a hundred and eight. Yes. I was like, yeah, wow. brutal. Why yeah. are you asking? Why are you saying it's yeah. wrong? Body I just shape. was like, "Why you, is the weight yeah. so low? Yeah, yes. I mean, it can't be true. And then also no. like. He's you could you can look at her and know if you can lift her. Okay. Yes, like it's just like yeah, yeah, yeah. what are we yeah. doing here? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it He's was not wild. doing physics for every like grappling hook he's shooting up totally. into the Art Deco architecture. He's like 108 plus Gotham. 1000 plus 2000. <laughs> yeah, so he's just, just fly, Batman. Just fly. <laughs> just lift her up. The you one case Batman could never solve <laughs> was his love interest's body mass index. He's obsessed. But does he just not save fatties? Like, yeah. what if I was like, Batman, help? He was like, sorry, fatty, you're on your own. My cord can only hold 108. Okay. All right. Well, I guess I'll just be here and get robbed. It's pretty fucked up. <laughs> Batman's the worst. Okay. I've, I've changed my mind. <laughs> Thank you, Taryn. Yeah. 
So Batman grossed $40.49 million during its opening weekend and became the fastest film to earn $100 million, reaching it in 11 days. 10 days plus late night previews. Despite the film's box office, over $400 million against a budget of more, no more than $48 million, Warner Brothers claimed it ended up losing $35.8 million and not likely to ever show a profit. Which has been attributed to a case of Hollywood accounting. Uh, what? What does that mean? Yeah. They're just this is lying. why we strike. Yeah. Oh, yeah. this is why we're on strike. Because they lied about Batman. It's yeah. bullshit. F- fuzzy math. Fuzzy I'm math. Wild. We made $400 million, but we lost we $35, lost 35. Million, So we're yeah. in debt. What? Yeah. Also, the merchandising on this must have been just absolutely insane. I mean, I really? have yeah. action figures, clothing, McDonald's toys, yeah. right. cups, Burger King cups with like, I mean, it was everywhere. everything. And then you're also saying the thing about Jack Nicholson making so much money off of it. Yeah. So yeah. it's just like yeah. long term. We know that's bullshit. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Yeah. Wild. It currently holds a 76% rating on Rotten Tomatoes. At the time of the film's release, audiences hated Michael Keaton's casting as Batman. The movie was fresh off the heels of the release of Beetlejuice, so saw, some saw him more as the Joker. The backlash was so severe that Warner <laughs> Brothers received over 50,000 letters complaining about the cast. So, do That's we, funny. is that just tweets now? That's tweets now, because <laughs> I don't, like, who's writing a letter? Yeah. Sealing it up, getting some stamps. And who's opening it? Like, I feel like they don't care if someone sent, no. like, a negative letter. Maybe now. the accountant who was supposed to track that $38 million was busy reading all the hate mail. <laughs> yeah. He's, like, he's like, we're losing God, money. No more money. Ugh, that's so dumb. 50,000 letters complaining about that's Michael Keaton. pretty fucking yeah. Seems like a lot. Yeah. <laughs> he does. He does. There's there's a clip of Keaton. He wins, like, the People's Choice Award or whatever, like, for Best Actor. And he says he he says in his acceptance speech like keep writing those letters. Oh, like, kind of a kind of an f you. He has a good sense of humor. I love us. Yeah, sassy man with a Jerry curl. <laughs> he, he hosted SNL when I was on the show. And it was the week of my birthday too. Wow. And me and Bobby Moynihan got to write the monologue. That we, we wrote a sketch, and they're like, "This is good. It should be. We'll make it the monologue." And so Bobby and I. Got I play I got to dress up I had I had the best department heads in the world dress me up as Jack Nicholson's Joker wow. and then oh, Bobby man. was Danny DeVito's Penguin. <laughs> We're looking at a picture. The next one. Oh um, my it god! It was it was an exceptional exceptional week. It was a very fun week. We also um, Bobby dressed up as 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 Otho and I dressed up as Catherine O'Hara from Beetlejuice and we did like wow. a little scene from that too. Um, it was one of the most fun weeks just because it was that, like, I was a child and you were a hero and now yeah. you're here and, like, dreams do come true. And that's then amazing. Yeah, that's a incredible. couple of months ago, I was out to dinner for my wife's birthday and Michael Keaton walks into the restaurant and, like, and I'm Is like... Is he looking good? Did he look? He looks. Oh God, he looks so good. He's okay. so good. Okay. God, it's, it's salt and pepper. Never, never Ooh, tasted yeah. so so delicious. Um, <laughs> and he, and he's like kind of putting eyes over the table. And I got so in my head. I was like, this is my like one of my childhood heroes, and he's here. And I worked with him. I could say hi, right? Yeah. And my poor wife, who's at her birthday dinner, is like, Darren, let's finish the meal. <laughs> as you're walking out, if he makes <laughs> eye contact, go over and say hi. And I was like, yeah, yeah, that's the plan. That's you're the yeah. best wife. That's so smart. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, 
And we walk out, and I kind of like, <laughs> I'm kind of side eyeing his table the whole time, and he looks up, and so I make a beeline, and I go, "Hey, Michael, hey, it's, it's Taryn. We did SNL together." He's like, "Oh yeah, yeah. How are you, man?" <laughs> and I was like, um, "I saw you come in, and then he's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. We love this place. You, you live in the area?" I said, "Oh yeah, we're just kind of down the street, we're a couple blocks away." He's like, "Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we're close by too. We're here all the time." And I was like, "Yeah, we love it. It's our neighborhood restaurant." He's like, "Okay, great, great, great. Well, hey, if you see me here again in the future, feel free to just leave me alone." <laughs> <laughs> I'm it literally going to slide off the couch. I, was, that was my immediate feeling. Was, I was like, I have to leave. I got to get out of here. I, I'm like obsessed, but also it was dead inside. Per- feel free to leave me alone. Leave me alone. And, well, and we, we all thing. laughed. And I said, that was no, my was instinct. Really yeah, that was my instinct. Have a great, have a great day. It's Enjoy very dessert. funny. And it was so funny. It was That's the so perfect. Funny. Well, because also like you might then start to run into him a lot. Yes. And it's kind of like, it's a funny joke, but it's 100%. also like, it's like, you'll see me again here. If you come here a lot. Let's Inverse, not do this again. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's cool. Another great bit, inversely, was Jeff Goldblum, who I like just uh, was at a premiere and I introduced myself. I was like, such a huge fan. I love him. He's like, yes, yes, yes. Good, good, good. Hey, well, well, please keep in touch. <laughs> <laughs> I said, like, I don't want to disturb you anymore. I want to, I just want to say thank you for your work. Yes, yes, yes. Well, oh, my well, God. Let's keep in he's, touch. he's really nice. I met him once and I was in Jurassic World and I didn't say that mm-hmm. to him because I just was like, it, you might not you have seen care. it. I yeah. don't care. I don't know. And then, but he was so warm and like, gave me a big hug and like took a uh, picture and was like hugging me in the picture. And I was uh-huh. like, this is a great picture. That's nice. He's, I think really loves people. I was in yeah. New York. Uh, he was in the Pillow Man, I think, on Broadway at the time. And I was in Times Square or not like by the theater district. And uh, I like rounded a corner and he was rounding a corner and we like almost bumped into each other. And I just screamed, hug me like you love me. <laughs> and he went, okay. And he did. <laughs> And then we oh, just went awesome. about our day. I love that story. It that's was wild. So He's great. That's a great thing to He's say. Great. He's never been <laughs> in a Batman movie. He should be in a Batman movie. Yeah. Oh my oh, god. That yes. would be fun. He'd be a great villain. He would be a great villain. Yes. He could do a maniacal laugh. Yes. Yeah. Oh man. All right. Well, let's. Aha. Aha. Let's get into our, <laughs> our trivia segment, No Wayne. <laughs> so this, you did touch on this. So Robin Williams was offered the role of Joker when Jack Nicholson hesitated. He'd even accepted the role when producers approached Nicholson again and told him Williams would take the part if he did not. Nicholson took the role and Williams was released. Now that's, that is so fucked up. Mm-hmm. Williams resented Brutal. being used as bait and not only refused to play Riddler in Batman Forever, but also refused to be involved in any Warner Brothers productions until the studio apologized. And that is star power. That's amazing. Mm-hmm. I mean, to have the role, to have it and have it taken yeah, away. Yeah, that sucks. That actually really. And he would have been amazing. He would have been so good. That's yeah. so crazy. Boy, oh boy. What a mean business. Very mean. Michael Keaton was worried that Batman's secret identity would, in reality, what? Oh, be, in reality, would be fairly easy to uncover. <laughs> <Would> Robert Wool? <laughs> Robert Wool did Robert what? Wool and Bruce Manor? Um, and discussed ideas with Tim Burton to better disguise the character, including using contact lenses. In the end, Keaton decided to perform Batman's voice at a lower register than Bruce Wayne's, a technique which has since become a key part of future portrayals of Batman in film, television, and video games. Wow. Context is, it's kind of a good idea, though, because it's like enough to throw you off. But like, who's stopping to put, I guess he does have to put the whole outfit on. So like, what's a a couple other seconds? Mm -hmm. But then sometimes they get messed up and you have to like do it again. It's like, he's really wasting time. (laughs) (laughs) Tim Burton makes a cameo as one of the Joker's goons in the museum scene. I didn't catch that. I don't. 
no Mr. Burton at all. Honestly, I've seen him, but I don't know that I would really recognize his face. Can we pull up a picture? Yeah. What does Mr. Burton look like? And why am I calling him? He's Mr. got sunglasses Burton? on. He's got. And he's got. I think he's wearing like a like a hat, like a beret or something. Like it's oh. like a beret backwards. Um, yeah. Oh. But yeah. Because he, he, he went. He went to Cal Arts. He was an artist first. He was an animator for mm. Disney, and he oh. like worked on a. He worked on. The Black Cauldron and Oliver and Company, like he was a visual artist, like literally drawing Whoa. the cells and then wanted to be a filmmaker and did a couple of shorts. And then Paul Rubens, he I forget how they met through the Groundlings, I think, but and then got him to direct Pee Wee. And that's crazy. The rest oh, is interesting. It makes his movies now make sense to me that he started an in animation. Yeah. Because yeah, it seems like he's bringing animation to life. He has a very mm -hmm. visual yeah. aesthetic. Yeah. yeah. Um, at the time of its release, comic book fans reacted negatively to the Joker murdering Bruce's parents. In the comics, Joe Chill is responsible. Mm -hmm. Who's Joe fucking Chill? <laughs> is it is it the Joe? Is it Joe Cool's brother? Who's Joe Cool? When Snoopy's cool. <laughs> <laughs> if it was another Snoopy, I'd be really happy. <sighs> but who is Joe Chill? I don't know. Taryn, do you know? Uh, Joe Chill, yeah, he, he's he appears in later films. You'll you will experience a Joe Chill in Batman Begins, a cinematic Joe Chill. Okay, um, but they did not like uh, them crossing over, and because I saw this when I was so young, I always thought it was like canon that Joker was the one. But but having oh, now gone back, interesting. And, but uh, yeah, Joe Chill, like Thomas Wayne, Bruce's dad, is this big billionaire magnet sort of thing, and 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 a doctor as well. Um, and Joe Chill mugs them, was like down on his luck because Gotham is sort of like Chicago. There's New York elements too, but it's always been more Chicago and Metropolis oh. has always been a little more New York. Oh, um, okay. Didn't know and, that. Yeah. and they, they left a movie singing the mask of Zorro, Bruce and his, and his parents and Joe Chill, uh, mugs them and then panics and, and kills both of his parents in front of him. Oh. Damn. Oh, yeah. well, writer Sam Hamm, which he can. <laughs> <laughs> the segue of trauma of parent murder into saying Sam Hamm. Yeah, well, Sam Hamm. Well, Sam Hamm said it was Burton's idea to have the Joker murder Wayne's parents. He said the writer's strike was going on and Tim had the right other writers do that. I would also wow. hold innocent to Alfred letting Vicky Vale into the Batcave. Fans were ticked off with that. And I agree that would have been Alfred's last day of employment at Wayne Manor. <laughs> Yeah. But so the other writers were on strike or like the he was on strike but other writers still wrote. I'm like what Someone is this? Wow. Yeah. They had to dance. They had Damn. to dance. Hissed. They had to dance. They had to dance. They just had to. <laughs> okay, we're going to take a quick break. We'll be back with more Batman after this. It's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. 
If debit is your go-to card, Discover thinks it's time you get rewarded too. So check out Discover Cashback Debit, a game-changing checking account with cashback on everyday debit card purchases. That's right. Cashback isn't just for credit cards anymore. Whether it's a movie date, flea market find, or midday latte, you can start earning cashback. And did I mention there are no fees, period? Check out transaction eligibility and terms at discover.com slash cashback debit. Discover Bank, member FDIC. We're back. Holy Batman, Batman. In this new segment, we'll rate Michael Keaton on the definitive newcomer's Batman scale. We'll use our phones to rank this Batman across five unique characteristics. Preparedness. How prepared is this Batman? Does he get to use his little gadgets and tools? Detective ability. Does this Batman get to be a little detective? Is he good at mystery solving? Voice graveliness. How gravelly is this Batman's voice? Sadness. How lonely, brooding, emo is this Batman? And finally, hotness, horniness. How hot and how horny is this Batman? I love it. Can I borrow your QR code? Because yeah. mine is far away. Thank you. Okay. I've, I'm working on my hotness horniness scale. Yeah, that one <laughs> takes a minute. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> really we'll just through. trying to tap back into that that feeling of seven-year-old. <laughs> um, oh, everything okay. jumped. All I right. love it. Okay, great. So let's see how we rated this Batman. We gave this Batman an 85.7% preparedness. I mean, yeah, I yeah. feel like he was pretty prepared. Yeah. But it yeah. wasn't. Ex- I almost feel like the previous one from the '60s. He had like every single thing ever, yeah. Yeah, and so it's kind of repellent, right? yeah. yeah. So it's kind of changing how I see him in terms of his preparedness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Detective ability. He got an eighty-one percent. I felt like when he didn't immediately piece together that Joker killed his parents, mm, I thought right. you're not a great detective. But there was like some good chemistry detecting, right? Where he's yeah. like buying all the products and he's sampling. That was them amazing. And yeah, them down, yeah. You know? and then swerving, sw- uh, swooping up the balloons. Yeah, he's, sw- he's balloon swooping like a I true really detective would. My balloons. <laughs> he was really he stole my balloons. Uh, voice graveliness seventy one point three percent. Yeah, I mean it was gravelly, but it mm-hmm. wasn't. It's almost like not even the parody we have now of it being gravelly. Yes. yes. So I'm seeing yes. it as less gravelly. Yeah. I, I went pretty low on this because I would I would say it was it was husky more of a husk like a whispered mm. a whispered husk more yeah. than a gravel where like Christian Bale as you will see like goes full on like oh like, yeah this is more I, I want oh, you yeah, to with Christian Bale you know? soon I you got Christian Bale coming up you got hot Kilmer Val Kilmer like looks hot but is but is like watching paint dry a little bit you still and, and you <laughs> oh, got God. you you got Batman Returns which is more but a very different movie. It's like yeah. a, it's a very, very different movie. Um, and then you've got Kilmer and then George Clooney, <laughs> who's, who's you know, he, he got a good paycheck. Um, but then, <laughs> then Christian Bale does does a very, very good job. But Keaton is still okay. my number one. He's my number one, always so will far, be. He's the best. Same. Other than same. Kevin Conroy. Are you doing animated series? Yes, we are. Yeah, okay. we are going to at least do one, I think. Yes. There's, yeah. there's the movie, there's the Mask of the Phantasm, which is We're doing decent. that. What are your thoughts yeah. on it? Because I do love uh, a cartoon. Love Batman the Animated Series. Great. Wow. It was the, okay. one of the first animated shows to do their art 
on black cells. So all they added the color, right? Because normally it's like translucent or a white page. Yeah. But they would start on a black page and then add in color because the shadows and the oh, sort of that's film noir really cool. version of it. That's interesting. It's pretty cool. I've only seen like white and like, or the clear cells. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. No, it's beautiful. It. And they use Danny Elfman's score for the theme song too, which is, which is awesome. Oh, cool. All right. Yeah. Well, yeah. yeah, we'll see. We'll see. <laughs> I don't know. I love a cartoon. We're open-minded. Yeah. Okay. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I can't. Okay. okay. All right. Whatever you say. Um, sadness, 74.7. He seems pretty sad. I thought yeah. he was like sad-ish. Mm-hmm. I guess it was sad when he was like, I haven't been in many rooms in my own home. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, yeah. So just take a, a little take lonely. A that, <laughs> Alfred could show you the rooms. You should eat in a different room every night. Yeah. Yeah. His turtleneck moment in the alley, too. You know what I mean? Really got With bundled up and laying the roses down on the street. Yeah. Like, that's a, okay. yeah, that, that was sad. He was sad. It's sad. Okay. Hotness and horniness, 78.3%. Who gave him that low one? I'm thinking it's Taryn. Taryn. I went pretty low on the hotness, the horniness. Yeah. There's not, you don't, I think the only time you get like a real shirtless, like rip thing is him upside down doing the sit-ups like a bat in the middle of the night. Yeah. Oh. Memory serves. Yes. Not a lot I, of skin. No. no. I'm sort like, of just generally attracted to the character same. at this point. Mm. So I'm like, I'm going to go with, that's pretty hot. Yeah. yeah, he he's he, I don't know. Like I, maybe it was the age I first saw, but like there's like a dad energy to this Batman. It's like uh, you know what I mean. Like it's a little <laughs> bit like I'm looking out. I'll take care of you here. We should open more bottles of champagne. Like hosting a party kind of thing. Yeah. Um. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. I went I mean, so low. No, you don't have to do anything yeah, you don't want to do. Your uh, opinion. <laughs> but hotness, horniness. I, I don't know. Like the suit, the black rubber suit. Like you know. Again, you're about to see one of the most, I think, like, beautiful performances physically and emotionally in Batman Returns with Michelle Pfeiffer, who's phenomenal. And do yourself a favor before you see the movie or or just after you see the movie, watch how she worked the whip. There's a scene in a department store she uses a whip. That's the only spoiler part. But you can watch online the take. She did it in one take and she's actually doing all the whipping. I actually have seen that clip out of context, and it yes. is amazing. It's very it's, impressive. Yeah, it's like it's amazing. Mind blowing. So it'll be cool yeah. to see that in context mm-hmm. and see like what yeah. is happening, yeah. um, and why she's doing that. Why would she ever? <laughs> yeah. A whip. Well, it's, it's time for our segment <laughs> five kapows, where we re- listen, we read reviews from our own listeners because mm. we value how you guys praise us. Yes. This is a five-star review from Girly Grace. I know so much more about wigs. (laughs) (laughs) I love listening to you guys chat about stuff you're not into. In the words of Nicole, I tee-hee-hee the whole time. Also, I now know what makes a good wig. (laughs) We haven't seen any wigs yet. Like we've been in previous movies, we've been obsessed with bad wigs. Mm. The all of Marvel, most of the Thor, all the women stuff. Most of the women made the the wig department angry, oh, and they said yeah, no yeah, good yeah, wigs yeah. for anybody, especially yeah, Scarlett yeah, yeah, Johansson. Yeah, yeah. Like yes. she really did someone dirty, and they hate her. Uh, it's all out of vinyl for her. <laughs> but you're right; all of the wigs in Thor are terrible. It's a little uh, yeah. yeah, yeah. Hopefully, we'll get some bad wigs coming up because that's always fun. I do love a bad wig. Yeah, 
So, okay. In addition to Apple reviews, we're also reading reviews from Letterboxd. Also, we're going to give each film a one-sentence review ourselves and a star rating. And if you don't know what Letterboxd is, <laughs> I'll tell you. It's a social platform where people can write reviews of films. You can follow the show on Letterboxd at Newcomers. Are you on Letterboxd, Taryn? Yeah. I started a Letterboxd, and I think it, I, the reason I went on was because I saw Coco. And I needed people to know how much I loved Coco. <laughs> I love Coco. It's such a good movie. My, da- I, oh my, my daughter God. loves it, and I've now seen it like 10 times. I love it, Ugh. too, but I immediately thought of Coco Montrese from RuPaul's Drag Race. And I was like, you saw a drag queen and went on Letterboxd? And then I was like, you're out of your mind, Nicole. The movie Coco. None of that adds up. <laughs> God. Now, I would have gone on for Simone. We were team Simone Hardcore. <laughs> Okay, so here's a Letterboxd review, and Taryn, we are going to ask for your one-sentence review yes. of this film to okay. see. Okay. Um, three stars from Adam Bolt, trying to work out the tactical advantage of making a suit with a neck that can't move. <laughs> mm-hmm. Good point. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. This is uh, from Liam F. Imagine my disappointment to discover that Danny Elfman, uh, who wrote the musical score for the movie, is actually 5'10 and not the size of an elf. So that's your problem with the film? Interesting. Look, it can be anything, and that's what's fun about it. And that was a (laughs) four-star review. (laughs) So um, what's a one-sentence review you would give this film, Nicole? Mm, I think I'm going to give it three stars. Um, And this bat... Is not a man for me. Okay. That's oh it. my god. I'm gonna give it. I'm gonna give it four stars. Okay. I think. Um. So my review is. Tim Burton's fantastic. I love the characters. Joker's wild. I hate my review. It's good. No, Lauren, that was good. Lauren, that was so good. Okay, fine. Taryn. Keep it. Okay. Um. Okay. Uh, uh, finally, the dark and gritty dark night we've wanted to see at the cinema without the expense of losing the fantastical fun. Asterisk. This movie taught me how to dream. Oh. Five stars. Wow. wow. Oh, wow. I loved that review. It's, a, it's better than mine. And it's I love it. Much better than mine. <laughs> oh, can really I throw good. in Joker's Wild, though? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> me too. Joker's Wild. <laughs> Okay, perfect. So everyone out there, please write a review please. of our show on Apple Podcasts because we really need you we to. Need and them. we'll be picking one to read on the next episode. And also rate us on Spotify. You could just go give us five stars. Yeah, we want that. Taryn, do you have anything it's you want to plug? Just click. Just click. Hey, just click, uh, just click would you? I, I want to plug. Uh, I want to plug this podcast. I'm, I've been a fan of both of yours for so long. Thank We've you. never gotten to do anything ever, but yeah. Nailed It is by far the most watched TV show in my... We, we will nice. We will repeat watch what we call Grandma Pirate Donut episode <laughs> because nothing that makes That woman was us, so funny. Nothing makes us laugh so hard. And Lauren, I've been a fan of yours for so, so long. And oh. yours and Ben's yours and Ben's early show, like oh, still thanks. one of the best things on the internet, in, in my opinion. Uh, honored the to be here. The feeling is Thank mutual. Thank you so yes. much for being here. Yeah. Yeah. Um, we appreciate you so much and we appreciate your, your loving perspective yes. on this film because it really helped us love it more. It made me maybe want to watch it again that's maybe crazy but okay <laughs> i mean maybe you will do maybe it i'll just rewatch the everything music. And be like, I love you guys it. i will say you guys never really and i know that's also another point of the podcast but you never tap into the music and i would okay. just give a gentle if you do watch it again 
Danny Elfman's score to this film, truly iconic. Truly. Truly I, iconic. I, yeah, I don't feel like I talk about music, but I like yeah. the music. I and do I, like it. Yeah. gives us sort of like fantastical Wait, feeling. So it was if Prince you're looking for new segments moving forward, some little like like what's the, what did the score score? You know, I'm not that this I is like not my that. job. I like that. That's really you good. I, that is yeah. good. Okay, thank you for that. Yeah. Uh, please um, welcome our our Taryn Killam suggested segment. What are the scores for? <laughs> yes, you have to get credited every yes, time. Every time we say. Yeah. yeah. And reach out to her. She's in to see if score bars will yeah. endorse that segment. Get <laughs> you a little extra cash. These are all really good ideas. So. <laughs> oh, oh, cash. Like Associate producer Taryn Killam. <laughs> I love it. You're gonna get credits. Um, we'll be back next week with the sequel to this movie, Batman Returns. I can't wait I can't for wait. Batman to return. <laughs> we'll see you then. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Newcomers is a production of HeadGum Studios. Our producer is Ali Khan. Our executive producer is Anya Kanivskaya. The show is edited, mixed, and mastered by Ferris Manchi, who also composed our theme song. Follow us on Letterboxd at Newcomers and leave us a review on Apple Podcasts. We might just read it on the next show. Bye. That was a HeadGum original. <laughs> <laughs> 